anything other than zero is a win. Anything, you know, whatever number of words you get, that's more than what you had yesterday. That's more than you had this morning. And you have to celebrate all of those, those accomplishments. Jump, you're ready now. Jump, the sky's the limit. Jump, jump, jump. Leave it all behind and jump. Just go for it. Jump, if you can dream it. Jump, jump, jump. Together we can do all things. Hey guys, this is Rebecca here with Jump. To the life of your dreams. And today we have a tremendous, incredible artist here, Nicole Rivera. And she's a podcaster and she has a podcast named Stop Writing Alone. And Nicole, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Rebecca. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I first met you at Dreamtopia in California. And the destiny made us meet and have breakfast together. <laughs> and sit right next to each other, right? And, uh, <laughs> so we started talking about what do you do, what you do, and you share about your podcast. And that is awesome. So tell us a little bit about what's going on with you right now. Okay. Well, when I met you, I was just at, I felt like very much the beginning stages of Stop Writing Alone podcast. I think I was on episode five, <laughs> maybe six. I don't know. So we've been going along. I'm, I just released episode 15 um, today. And Stop Writing Alone is all about finding writing community. I want writers out there to feel like they can find the best match writing group for them. And maybe that's with me, but maybe it's also with all of the other awesome places that are out there. And so each week I either present some sort of writing group activity or a avenue to some other community that they can uh, research, work with, and, and elevate our writing to the next level with the help of others. Right. That's amazing. So why this is important for you, Nicole, why did you want to create a community of writers to just get together and actually live life together, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, um, I think I had a very like typical beginning writing career. You know, I started as a the kid who wrote in her notebook in her bedroom all alone, mm-hmm. poems, little stories here, this and that, but it's like a solitary experience and we're kind of raised to believe that that's the life of a writer and when I went out into my first career which was teaching it was so incredibly different I was surrounded by community with my fellow teachers with my students and to to me everything that we did was always better when we did it together Mm. fast forward A decade later, I got very ill and I had to leave my teaching career and I found myself writing again when I was home. I was blogging and little by little, I started to stumble upon writing communities that were online. I don't think if the internet didn't exist, I would have ever understood about writing community. I think right. I still might have still believed it was a solitary activity and never gotten anywhere. But little by little, I started to connect with other writers online and find writing groups, writing chats, 
Wow. Um, and then I said, does this happen in the real world? Wow. And there's a great website. I don't know if you're familiar with meetup.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's basically like the, the, the marriage of the internet with like real life connection and you type in your interests. And I was really looking for book clubs at the time, but one of my interests was writing. And all of a sudden Staten Island writing group came up and Staten Island's where I live. And I said, Whoa, people are meeting to do writing together. So I joined the group and I started getting better and better at my writing. So that was like stage one of me learning about writing together And then years later, after I had done my first draft of a novel and I really thought I was ready to get it out there, I discovered a contest online called Pitch Wars, where you basically pitch your novel to mentors, mentor writers. Wow. um, And if they like what they see, They'll pick you and they'll work with you one-on-one on on your novel to pitch to an agent. And all I wanted to do that year was learn how to write a really good query letter. So I said, I'm going to use this crazy free online contest to test out my query letter. Wow. And I ended up winning a spot. (gasps) A mentor picked me, Austin Aslan. He's a a middle grade author. Uh, At the time, he had a YA novel that was very similar in theme to what I had been writing And he picked me and we worked together for three months and took that novel to like crazy high level, you know, like stuff again that I don't think I could have done on my own or maybe I could have, but it would have taken who knows how long. Right. And at the end of that experience, I said, everybody that wants to write has to have this. They have to find their people to, to work with, have fun with. I mean, it does also, it's a lot of fun but also just constantly collaborate. Yeah, that collaboration, not, you know, I, I don't know. So I had all these different ideas of like how I wanted to spread that word to the world. Is it a blog? Is it a book? Is it this or that? And then you and I both know, we both stumbled upon Kathy Heller. Oh my gosh. And the Don't no Keep Your Day Job podcast. And I feel like she pulled me out of like yes. some crazy spaces in my life. And she offered a free five-day challenge on Everyone Can Podcast. And I said, all right, I'll try that. And by the end of it, I signed up for her course. And by the end of the six months of her course, I had a podcast. I was a podcaster. How did that happen? I'm still trying to figure out. But I am loving it. It feels like exactly what I was meant to do. I feel like I'm in the place I'm supposed to be. And uh, I'm just trying to get people to connect and, and take incredible. their writing it's incredible. Thank you. And you just had it. I was so, I'm telling you, when I saw you just had my friend Jeff Goins. Right. The bestseller, <laughs> real artists don't starve in your podcast. I, I still can't believe it. I still can't believe it. I mean, you know, <sighs> so such an experience. First of all, he was so gracious in such a wonderful interview. But Again, you and I have had similar experiences when it comes to Jeff that we've known who this guy is forever. And the fact that he was like, sure, let's do this. I I was blown away. I was like, really? Like, you want to talk to me? Aww. But then that is, is it, it seemed to like echo the whole sentiment of everything that I'm trying to do because yeah, writers are there for each other. Like, yes. let's stop being alone in our yeah. own homes and 
let's do this. As yeah, said. And that was <laughs> right. And that was one thing about the power of community because a lot of writers, they feel they need to sit in the room alone mm-hmm. for days and just write and never. And sometimes those, those, whatever they wrote it never comes out of that room. Because, right, and that's the thing. We all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses, right? So maybe I'm really great at creating story and setting and all of this, but maybe I just don't get or my personality isn't great for marketing. You're right. Then I may have the greatest book in the world, but I may not be equipped to get my readers to find it. I love what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I'm trying. That's what I'm doing. That's the- and there's such a place right now and this time because so many people have books inside of them. Yes. But they don't know how to just, what is the first step? What do I do next? You know, and it's to create that community for this lonely world right now, right. you know, it's the best answer you can give you know, to, to the writers, you know, and the creators. Now tell me one thing. (laughs) What are you, what is the project that you are working right now? Tell us something you're doing right now in your podcast. In my podcast. Well, today I just launched my, my most recent episode is very connected to my most recent obsession, which is I, I love pop culture. I love story in like every form. I love books. I love podcasts. I love television and movies. So I love my screen stories. So of course, I'm all in on this Game of Thrones thing. I'm, I've, I've read all the books that I can up till now. Wow. And I'm every Sunday watching every episode. So I, I just couldn't not talk about it in my podcast. And I was sort of overdue for doing a new writing prompt with, with the podcast. So I said, you know what I'm doing this week? We're going to do a Game of Thrones writing prompt to celebrate the end of Game of Thrones. And it's an it's a old sort of writing exercise that a lot of people use. Some people, they call it mimicking a mentor or modeling. Mm. And it kind of reminds me of an old game called Mad Libs, where you take mm. someone's writing and I, we take the first paragraph of Game of Thrones and we pop out the nouns, we pop out the verbs, and we put in our own new nouns, our own new verbs to create a new story so that we're writing in the rhythm of George R. R. Martin. It kind of teaches us how to write in different voices. Anyway, the challenge that I've thrown out is to take that first paragraph of Game of Thrones, which I have on the Stop Writing Alone website, and do that modeling and then continue a story, make a flash fiction story, 300 words or less, and then have everyone call into the Stop Writing Alone hotline to read their story so that we can share flash fiction. And I, I made it 300 words because I want people to also have a little space of time to self-promote. Again, I'm all about community. Yeah. So I want you to share your writing, but also where can we connect with you after this is all over, where can we find more of your writing? Wow. Blogs, you know, published works, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So. Do you feel that every writer has a blog or not at all? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think there's a, there's a power in that, but you also have to balance your writing time, right? Mm-hmm. So I used to have a blog, uh, a personal blog, and I, that's where I did all my writing. And then I wasn't getting as much of my bigger projects done because mm-hmm. every time I was going to write, I was writing for my blog. 
I find right now my weakness is my social media posts. As silly as that sounds, I'll spend like a long time writing a great reflection on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, that was some good meaty writing you just did, Nicole. Why didn't you devote that to your novel? (laughs) I see it. I can totally rob you. Yeah. So I can understand writers that say, I don't want to do a blog, you know, but I, I think it's important to find some some sort of platform. And that's why for me, I think this podcasting is a nice fit because it gives me a chance to express myself and connect to the people who are important to me. Yep. Um, But, you know, my hands are free from the writing for now. And and it gives my brain a different focus. Yes. So so that uh, that piece of my brain, the writer brain can save itself for when I want to work on my next Right. I'm so glad that you're doing what you're doing because I have so many friends that they say, oh, I would like to write a book about this or that. Mm -hmm. And I seen the years pass and those books never come through. And to me, that breaks my heart. Right. Right. And, And it's also understandable because you think of life gets in the way, you know, so and I just as in the sense that our culture has told us that writing happens alone all the time, mm-hmm. I think too many of us have this belief that writing has to happen like all at once. Like, oh, I have to sit down for hours. And if mm-hmm. I don't have the hours, I can't get started. And one of my first interviews on my podcast, because I do a mix of interviews and then just talk to me. <laughs> but one of my first interviews was with Catherine Grubb and she calls herself the 10 minute novelist. And she has written multiple novels in 10 minute chunks because God bless this woman. She homeschooled Uh, five children and fit her writing in around that. So I I try to, when I see someone that says I want to do this and maybe when I retire, I'm waiting for this. I say, you know, you just got to think different. Write a couple of words a day, write a sentence a day. Sure. Away, like that's my my great big motto over the last two years. Yeah, has been slow and steady because I was very much that person that felt like it's got to all be done today or I can't do it at all. Mm-hmm. And when I started to shift gears and say, you know, maybe if I just chip at it and I just chip at it, I will get it done. You know, that, and that's the I've best. gotten so much more done in my life since I started doing slow and steady that I don't think I'll ever turn my back on this motto. Like everything is slow and steady for me right now. No, that's incredible. (laughs) You know, I really believe this is how actually you create your dreams. You build your dreams slow and steady. Just keep doing, keep put the hours a little bit and then just accumulates until like, whoa, what is this? Do I really, I got a book. How did that happen? So it's pretty incredible. So quick question here for you is, um, do you have a quote right now that you have in your wall, you write somewhere that you need to remind yourself every day? There's something that right now it's really touching you. Well, I mean, for one, it's definitely the slow and steady. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. To remind myself of that when I feel like I didn't get everything done and and related to that is anything's better than zero. So we talk a lot about word counts when we're writing. 
And especially Camp NaNoWriMo just passed. That's, you know, um, one of those monthly, can I write a novel in a month? And, and the challenge shows out to you that you should write almost 1,700 words a day. Wow. So people are like, oh, I only got this many. Oh, I only got this many. And I, my motto is anything other than zero is a win. Anything, wow. you know, whatever number of words you get, that's more than what you had yesterday. That's more than you had this morning. And you have to celebrate all of those, those accomplishments. Because if you beat yourself up for not making whatever you thought, whatever you thought was the big goal, then you're going to constantly feel miserable. And you can't do that to yourself. It's just not healthy. Right. And so it goes back to reaching for the stars. We reach for the stars. And, and how does the saying go? Because even if you don't reach the stars, maybe you'll touch the moon. Wow. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's to me, like my, I, my teaching career was in math. So my, I have to do numbers. Right. So that's my translation of reaching for the stars is anything over the, over zero is a win. That's incredible. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Over zero. I'm telling you, <laughs> you're so right. Because sometimes that spirit of like, I need to be perfect. It, yeah. People, Especially writers are like that. It's like um, they write like one, three phrases, and then they erase everything. And then like, ah, it's not good enough. It's not good enough, you know, and to overcome that aspect. Huge. It's so huge. I think probably so many of your friends that you speak of that say, I'm going to write a book, but still haven't done it, are not experiencing the idea of a first draft because Anytime they start to write a first draft and they say, oh, that's, that's just terrible. I don't, that's not what I wanted to say. They'll erase it all. And it's like, no, 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 that's what you need. You have to have all that ugly, crazy stuff out and get to the end. Writing is rewriting, you know, but you have to allow, I mean, you're an artist. so So, you know, one of the other things that I talk about in my writing group and I always cling to, and I wish I could remember where I heard it is that. Writing is like a very unique art in that we have to create our own medium. So if I were a sculptor, I would get a big, crazy lump of clay and I would mold it or chip away at it, whatever it is. In writing, I've, I've got nothing. The first draft is the creation of the lump of clay. It's got to look lumpy and weird, but it, you have to get the whole lump before you can do anything. Nice. And since we as readers only see the finished sculpture, when we start making that lump of clay, we feel like some sort of shame or something that, oh, I I guess I'm not a writer. And it's like, no, everybody starts with the lump. (laughs) Allow the lump. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. I I wish I could give credit to whoever gave that to me. It was so long ago. And it's given me such confidence to move forward in all right. that, in all that I do. Even with my podcast, I know my first episodes are ugly and lumpy and everything, but it's where I'm starting, and I have to just keep moving and chisel away. Exactly, and and I am right there with you. Right, it's <laughs> how we learn. You know, you have to start and be willing to be bad for a long time. Yes. Until you become absolutely great. Seth yeah. Golden talks about that, you know. You got you to gotta do it, the job. And I, 
And that's what part of why I want to bring writers together so that we can hear from each other that we've all been allowing ourselves to be bad before, you know, before we've been good. Yeah. Because you feel like you're the only one and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm terrible. No one knows how many times I had to rewrite this to yes. make it look right. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's how it rolls. That's you're right. It and it's the same with painting and any other right. media that you do. Exactly. I knew that I had to be bad for a long time until I actually become okay. Right. And then you start seeing people paying money for it and you're like, ooh, nice. Right. <laughs> I should do a little bit more of this. Exactly. <laughs> You know, and I'm not going to say like, oh, I'm the best artist in the whole world, but I'll be like, people pay for this. So right. I'll just keep it. value and you know that you're better than where you were before. Yes. And that's huge. You know, you got to only compare to yourself. Yes. If, if you can. I mean, we're humans. It's so hard. But that's, uh, yeah, that's, a, I, that's another big quote for me. Uh, and I believe it was Teddy Roosevelt that said, comparison is the thief of joy. Because, so true. Yeah, and it is. You you dive in, and all of a sudden you feel bad, and you're like, "What? What did I do that for?" <laughs> oh, so That's so good, Nicole. Now, Nicole, where can people find you? So obviously, my podcast is Stop Writing Alone, and I'm I'm pretty much. I think I've covered like most places that you can listen to podcasts. If you can't find me, um. I would say I'm on Instagram and Twitter. I have the same handle in both places and that's at and as in Nancy V as in Victor underscore Rivera. Um, but I, like I said, most places, iTunes, whatever you just search, stop writing alone and you can find me. And then stop writing alone has a Facebook page nice. and we have a Facebook group, which I just changed the name a little. So it's distinctive. It's a uh, stop writing alone with Nicole Rivera. Um, so those are all, you know, different places that you can reach out and find me. And please, like, I want everyone to feel comfortable private messaging me, you know, like, um, that's what this is all about. Oh, and the, the phone number for the Stop Writing Alone podcast, if you dare to do the challenge is, uh, 646-907-9607. It's amazing that you're giving a phone number in public. Oh yeah, that's no. Well, it's for the podcast, so we'll go straight to a, um, a voicemail, and yeah, I'll get right, right, right. It's amazing. No, I I, I have called before. I know. Yes, it. yes, I that's right. You were one of my first callers, and it was amazing. So yeah, guys, if you want to hear Rebecca on my and that call was so bad, I was like, oh my gosh, I just it was amazing. I I just loved <laughs> hearing from all you guys uh, after that Dreamtopia experience. Yeah. It was. It was wonderful. It was thank really you magic. for that. So for people to be part of your writing group, okay, what is the things that qualify them? What do they have to do to be part of it? They have to want to write. That's ah. it. I really don't have any, you know, wow. and that's what's really been so much fun is just connecting with people that write all different things. I, for the most part, particularly when I write longer pieces, I lean to YA. And I think that's just from all my years of teaching high school. That's kind of where I'm at in my brain. Um, but we've got poets in the group. We've got lots of bloggers. We've got people who write mystery. It's just, I think that's an important conversation for us to have. And I am really trying to seek out different um, venues for people of different genres to make sure that everybody finds what they need. So if you feel like you 
either want to write or you have been writing and you're just looking to connect with others, um, that's, that's me. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to find you, your space. And if it's not with me directly, let me know like what it is you're looking for. And I'm going to try to find that for you. That's incredible, Nicole. We're so, I'm so happy that we get a chance to have this talk with you. I think no, thank you. This is fun. <laughs> I think your group is going to grow so big. <laughs> and we're going to continue to writing and make the life of our dreams, right? That's right. Oh, yeah. One step at a time. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> thank you for being here. You're the best. Thank, thank you so you, much. This has been so much fun. Drop. You're ready now. Jump. The sky's the limit. Jump. 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 Leave it all behind and jump. Just go for it. Jump.